Hello, everyone. Welcome back to We're In Between, the podcast that discusses an episode of As Told by Ginger once a week, every week. This week, we're looking at Wicked Game. This is our episode 42, but episode 44 of the series. It aired on August 30th, 2003, and it was written by Emily Kavnick. And in this one, Ginger makes her big return from Avalanche Arts Academy. When she does, Dodie and Macy feel like they've been bumped down a spot, and uh, Ginger seems preoccupied with her boyfriend, Darren. Mipsy and Miranda are also unhappy with the situation because now Ginger ignores them, making it impossible for them to embarrass her. They talk Dodie and Macy into helping them break up Ginger and Darren. Ginger eventually finds out about this plot thanks to Courtney. Meanwhile, Noelle Sussman loses Carl to Polly Schuster in a bet. <laughs> for an entire weekend, Carl has to play Parrot World with Polly, because of course he does. Blake takes pictures of Carl actually enjoying this game and plans to use them for blackmail, so we have a lot going on here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we're in between. Someone once told me the grass is much greener. We have a lot of cool stuff planned for season three. Being proud of who you are, no matter what you do. You definitely see the characters progress a lot more. They start growing up. I think Ginger and Darren are endgame. It is a masterpiece of an episode. Oh, it's the cattiest moment in the history of television. Trust me, everybody has been excited for our thoughts on it. Who's the girl in the pink capri? It's Courtney, it's Courtney! Someone once told me the grass is much greener On the other side Well, Casey, I have to let you know this um, right now that this is the episode that everybody has warned us about. This is what they consider to be the worst episode in the entire series. Really? Huh. And we will be discussing more in, t- in details about that. So let's see if their opinions of if it's the worst episode is right. So the episode begins with Darren doing his morning paper route and the radio is being played in the background that Ginger Foutley is returning from Avalanche Arts Academy. So when Ginger started Avalanche Arts Academy, it was winter and now it's springtime. So a few months have passed between then and everybody's really excited about Ginger coming back. And we see Dodie and Macy excited about Ginger coming back and saying, who should hug? Who should greet Ginger? And then we have Miranda and Mipsy saying, who should give the dirty look? Who should say, hi, Ginger, welcome home, sarcastically? Yeah, Ginger's big return was kind of dumb. Uh, so Ginger comes back with Darren, and she is, you know, pretty exclusively into Darren at this point, in terms of, you know, her whole life. And she does not even hear or see Dodie, Macy, Courtney, Miranda, Mipsy, I think, is there. Um, she doesn't see any of them, so... I don't know, it seems pretty innocuous, and they all over- This is just an episode of people overreacting to things, except for Ginger. I think Ginger's reaction, if anything, is too kind. I mean, yeah, this actually does make a lot of sense for Ginger and Darren to be this close, because we did see Darren confess her his love to Ginger in the previous TV movie, and we can assume that since then, they have become really, really close with one another. And so, now that they're back together for the first time in months, now they're really taking their relationship to um, the next level. And Dodie and Macy are extremely shocked by this, because, oh, Oh, it's taking away our time with Ginger. Now, 
I want to let you know, this was actually slightly subtly foreshadowed in Dare I Darren. So when Ginger had the dream about that, she apparently had a crush on Darren. And when she was at the lunch table talking about it to Dodie and Macy, she said to them, oh, don't worry, guys. Even if the both of us were to get together, I'm sure things will get back to normal, right? And Dodie and Macy did not say a single thing, which we can assume that if they were to come together, they probably wouldn't have accepted it. But then again, in Far From Home, um, Dodie and Macy were actually kind of happy when Darren offhandedly said, oh, um, you know, I really love Ginger, even though that he, at the time he didn't really mean it. So... I'm kind of confused about how Dodie and Macy are really feeling about the whole relationship with Ginger and Darren. And as for, you know, Mipsy and Miranda wanting to break Ginger and Darren off because, you know, oh, they're not giving her the attention for them to pick on her. It's completely stupid. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Ginger-Darren aspect of this totally makes sense. And her friends are completely overreacting. Now, kids overreact. I don't think it was necessarily off the mark or wrong. And I have to say, I don't get why people think this is the worst episode of the show. I didn't love it, but I feel like we've seen worse episodes. If anything, I was glad to see the sort of quality of animation go up. It felt like it moved forward in time, not only within the story, but within uh, the world. Or not only within the story, but in, in real life as well. So, I don't know. I... I know we'll get there, but the four-way and then six-way phone call I thought was one of the juiciest moments of As Told by Ginger. I was completely riveted. The rest of the episode was kind of whatever. The Noel thing was weird, but that six-way phone call was riveting. Yeah, if only it followed up. Right! I was so annoyed when I started the next episode, and none of this is addressed. What happens? Is it ever addressed? No. And that's what, you know what? We'll get to this next week, but uh -huh. man, it pisses people off still to this day that nothing happens from this. You know, I know that uh, we'll get to that, but let's continue on with the rest of the plot. So sure. let's go over to the Carlin Hoodsy plot in which where Noel and um, a new girl by the name of Polly Schuster are playing cards and Noel is losing every single time and she gives up her shoe, her belt and her glasses. When they play the fourth time, she loses again and her next bet is Carl Foutley. And so she has to let Carl play with Polly throughout the entire weekend. And man, I have to say, I don't like Polly. Polly, I don't know. It's something about Polly just is so incredibly weird, but not like quirky and charming like Noelle is. I feel like they're trying to create another weird character like Noelle, but they just didn't pull it off well compared to what they did with Noelle, Carl and Hoodsy. It's like they were trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice. Right. Well, Patricia, it all makes sense when you understand that Polly Schuster later goes on to marry a man with the last name Fowl and then goes to teach at an elementary school that Jimmy Neutron goes to. So <laughs> just bridging all the Nick worlds together. Oh, yeah, that's going to be our next book, by the way. How, <laughs> yeah. the Nick how the Nickelodeon universe is connected in a weird way. It's like the Pixar conspiracies, yeah. We did it with the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. We did it with Rugrats and All Real Monsters. We did it with Rugrats and the Wild Thornberries. Right. Let's put in Ginger and Jimmy Neutron. 
Oh man, that the backstory we never knew we needed, and probably didn't need. And I do think that, like, the Noelle Polly thing is almost so ridiculous that it works for me, but like, Noelle betting Carl, and Carl just sort of rolling with it, I know he's shocked, and but like, that he ultimately gives in, it's like, that's not how life works. You can't bet a person. <laughs> well, what about in the episode when um, Mr. Krabs bets Spongebob to Plankton? Well, I think Mr. Krabs' relationship with Spongebob is very different. That is true. I mean, he just sees him as an employee making a bunch of money, not as like a best friend or even a boyfriend for that matter. Right. And Spongebob wants to please everyone. And Carl is more of an independent person. So I was surprised. But it is kind of cute when he ends up getting into the game that she's playing. Carl is, you know, to title drop in between here at this point. He's sort of between little kid and adolescence. And so he has a girlfriend and it's getting, you know, serious for that age. But he's also still a child. Yeah, and we'll definitely discuss about in the next couple of weeks about, you know, his transition from being a kid to a teenager. So we have Carl meeting up with Polly for the first time and she's like really crazy, constantly squawking and they dress up as various birds and they play Parrot World, which ends up looking like some sort of like dumpy pl um, backyard but then when he imagines it it looks like a jungle it's like if the wild thornberries was a playpen yeah that's <laughs> that is a very interesting way i would have enjoyed this episode a lot more if it had just been eliza <laughs> instead of polly mm, not not me no i wouldn't have actually wanted to cross over this show is not meant to cross over with other shows so i'll stop forcing it can we talk about Blake's uh, spying bug just straight up having his initials on it? Like, way to be subtle, buddy. Subtlety is not in Blake's name. I mean, his name That's is pretty true. much in everything, like the baby blanket from right. Dare I Darren. And like the hand towels have the grippling name on it, right? Or they have a G. The toilet paper from Courtney has the, gripping, the, the grippling seal on it. So yeah, the gripplings are not subtle when it comes to their property. Yeah, very true, very true. But, like, the whole point of having a bug to spy on people is to make it secretive, so putting your actual initials on it is so dumb. Yeah, I know, but hey, it's kind of like foreshadowing. I mean, Link for, uh, from The Legend of Zelda, um, what was it? Um, the one for the Wii, what was it called? Uh, Skyward Sword. Oh, maybe. I actually haven't played that one, so... I've only seen that in like various clips. I haven't played um, the more recent Zelda games, but I have seen that Link would use like bugs to search around for puzzles. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that Blake would use a bug camera and even like a little bug um, microphone and recorder so when he was talking to Carl and Hoodsy, which another thing that Hoodsy said was pretty subtle. The reason why he wasn't with Carl that weekend was because he's at his aunt's pig's farm, which was mentioned in Summer of Camp Caprice. All right. Anyway, so let's go back to the ginger plot because, oh my god, we have so much to say about it. We do, we do. Okay, so, um, Dodie is fed up with the fact that, you know, Ginger and Darren are hanging out together so much. They want to have girl talk, they want to catch up to see how Ginger's doing, how is Avalanche Arts Academy, and Darren is everywhere. And that really pisses Dodie off because she wants to spend time with Ginger. They want to be BFFs together. They want things to be the way they were. And then after Darren shows up, after, you know, like during their girl talk, she walks away and she heads home and lo and behold, Miranda and Mipsy are sitting right at her um, her porch, giving her a proposition that they're going to work together to break up Ginger and Darren. 
It's really devious, and I'm so surprised and disappointed in Macy by this. Dodie would pull a scheme like this, but Macy goes along pretty unapologetically, and they only are upset about it when they get caught. And I think they realize how awful they were, but it... I don't get enough closure or satisfaction with Ginger figuring out what was going on. Oh my god, just... I mean, why? I mean, and, and driven to extremes, Macy was willing to TP the substitute teacher's house, but this is the lowest point that Macy has ever done. Pure, sweethearted, good girl, comeback little seal girl Macy is going to betray Ginger and Darren so that they can have a chance to come back as friends? I feel that this is not well thought out. Macy has a lot more sense than this. She does, and uh, it's a, clearly a lapse of judgment and just a, a bummer step back for her character. But people make mistakes. I don't not buy it. I was just disappointed in her. I would have been a lot more satisfied if there was a follow-up, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Right. Anyway, so Courtney has been eavesdropping throughout the entire time that... Um, these four girls are planning on breaking up Ginger and Darren. So Courtney invites Ginger to her limousine and they start talking that, oh, guess what, Ginger? Um, your friends are thinking about breaking up with you. Well, at the same time, she's making her like a mochaccino with sprinkles and whipped cream. And of course, she has one of the funniest lines that she's ever said, in which when Ginger first hears about that they're going to be, um, that these girls are going to break up Ginger, um, you know, her and Darren, she's like, you know, why would my friends do something like this and then Courtney says you know why do they put the little um children's safety cap for the medicine for the children not to use yeah right I don't know this episode I guess the more I break it down the less I like it but I still I'm not quite in the camp of the the fan base in terms of how rabid I am in that opinion I guess the reason why a lot of people really hate this episode is because, you know, it feels out of character for Dodie and Macy to pull off something like this. Uh, they don't like the character of Polly, you know, kind of like intruding on the fact that Carl and Noel were such a great couple together. And also, um, of course, the ending. But I, I, I will we'll get to that later. But I think that the one reason why a lot of people hate this episode is that everything that was building up from the first two seasons and then kickstarting season three... And, you know, it was going to be like, oh, Ginger and Darren are going to go out together. And Carl and Noel have this wonderful relationship together. After the whole incident of Carl not seeing Noel as an object to win a competition, but they see each other as boyfriend and girlfriend. This episode just pretty much just tears everything that these that the previous seasons have been building up and just destroyed it in a fire. It's like everything that was built up, now it's just like completely pointless. Interesting. I just see, I more saw the Noel Carl thing as a blip, and I don't know what's going to happen between the two of them in the future, but it certainly it sh reveals a lot about Noel that she would bet her own boyfriend like that. Yeah, and I guess it was kind of a fault for Noel as well because later on throughout the series, um, it it does kind of like fall apart for Carl and Noel, but I won't get into it too much. So yeah, I, I guess now we can start talking about the ending. Yeah, so that you know, I like Courtney and Ginger teaming up. You know, Ginger to get Courtney to get her friends back essentially, and because she seems to care about Ginger, you know, we've seen that time and time again, and. Ginger busts them and, you know, here, Courtney basically baits them to 
go over the entire plan. And it's a pretty lamely titled plan. They think they're being so secretive. It's called D-G or G-D, you know, separating Ginger and Darren. So, I don't know, they all get played, and Ginger is devastated, rightfully so. And Dodie makes a pretty decent apology. Um, I don't know, I... I feel like, maybe this is getting ahead of myself, but I feel like I see some character growth from Dodie in the coming episodes, so I, I feel like this might have been the start of it for her to l look a little more introspectually, if that's a word. <laughs> I don't know, I... Sure. Well get, uh, well, get used to it while you can, because in the later seasons, it pretty much just falls apart. Sure, sure. Yeah, so basically, Ginger and Darren learn that Courtney was right, that Miranda, Mipsy, Dodie, and Macy were planning on breaking up Ginger and Darren, and so much that Dodie was calling Fred from far from home, the, the guy that, you know, they had like a one-off thing where, you know, they were thinking about having like a crush, but it didn't go anywhere, and so... That opened up that can of worms for like two seconds, and then afterwards, um, when D Ginger hears that it was Dodie who made the phone call and not her, and that Darren got angry over nothing, she pretty much told Courtney after unmuting the phone, saying, Thanks, Courtney, I've heard enough. And then the girls just looked completely shocked. Especially Dodie and Macy, they immediately regret what they've done. Right, and I think we've all been there where you get caught doing something, you know, maybe not to this extreme, but you immediately, it hits, like you knew what you were doing was wrong, but as soon as you're busted, you know, it, it it's like an extra layer. And it's, uh, even though they kind of dug their own grave here, it's definitely an interesting moment for Dodie and Macy. I don't care about Miranda and Mipsy. I do think them teaming up as villains is great and makes a lot of sense. I love that that's carried on from the... A TV movie we discussed last week because I think they work really well together and they're so devious. But yeah, it's it's a bummer ending and it just sort of ends. Like we don't get any closure on it. Ginger is clearly still holding a grudge, but then next episode, as we'll get to, it's seemingly gone. Yeah, and guess what? I, I didn't want to let you know about this because you know this was spoiler at the time. So so during the time when we interviewed Eric Casimiro, Mark Risley, Melissa Disney, and just more recently Liz George, they've all asked us this very same question and they have no idea what happened. And even Mark Risley himself admits that they dropped the ball on this. That they uh, there there should have been a revel uh, a resolution and and when I asked Eric this because he was the one who wrote you know next week's episode that we'll be talking about he doesn't even remember what happened so I guess the only person that we can talk about this incident is Emily Kapnick. If you're listening, Emily. <laughs> yes, please. We want everybody wants to know about this. Please let us know what happened. We don't know, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely discuss more in detail for next week. All right, so that's it. The that's the end of this discussion. So yeah, um, so time to give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. So go ahead, Casey. I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna give this a meh, and uh, don't at me <laughs> in the YouTube comments. Actually, go ahead and at me. But like, I don't know. I thought there was enough interesting elements of this episode for me to, for it not to be a total nay. But I give the concept of them not following through on this episode a nay. <sighs> You know what, because I've known about the show for so long, and because every time I sit through it, that I notice the flaws, and I know that there's no conclusion, 
I'm sorry, I really don't like this episode. Just because every character just, I mean, Mo, you know, Dodie and Macy feel so out of place when it comes to, you know, teaming up with Miranda and Mipsy to break up Ginger, especially for something that's so incredibly petty. Just, oh, we don't have much attention from you. It's like, seriously, just shut up. <laughs> Piss off. And then, of course, there's the whole, oh, um, you know, Carl and Polly are going to be coming together, which it's a real slap in the face considering that we had such great chemistry with Noelle and hence she was gone and far from home. So it's like, like, it's like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, everything that was building up for the, for the, for the previous seasons and then starting off with far from home as the kickstart to season three and the next episode of season three, it's gone in the trash. So... Yeah, it doesn't get any better next week, so I, I'm sorry. I really don't like this one. I mean, I don't consider this to be the worst episode of the series. I'll just let you know that this is not number one in my list, but it's pretty up there. It's, it's just incredibly frustrating, especially the ending since it has no conclusion. Right. All right. Well, that's it, everybody. Tune in next week as we're going to be discussing about episode 45 and get ready for our rant. Hope to see you around soon, and thank you for listening.